Hey listeners, want to become an official Grunthead? Well, now you can, by becoming a patron over at our Patreon. That's right. When you contribute, you'll gain access to our supplemental show, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast not about the TV show Home Improvement. It's a lot of fun, and we hope you'll join us. Just visit patreon.com slash gruntworkpod to join. And now, on with the show. Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to... To, uh... Landon? To... Uh, Landon, come on. I got it! Hold on! It's time. Do you need any help, Landon? I'm out of here. Uh, Okay, what? He he just left, Uh, but it's grunt work. If you're ready, I'm willing and able. Help me lay my cards on the table. You're mine, and I'm yours for the taking. Right now, the tools were meant for breaking. (laughs) Lay your hands on me, lay your hands on me, lay your hands on me, because you're listening to Grunt Work, the only home improvement podcast that counts for a shop credit. (laughs) I'm your host, Truman, the Tin Snips, Sink Ships, Man Caps, and with me as always is my co-host, Landon, the Carol Never Wore Safety Goggles, now she doesn't (laughs) need them, Man Solano. Oh my god, and you were you were so concerned about throwing out the talk singing. It's one of my favorite parts of the show because it's it's a little surprise that I never know what's coming, I, I, and it always fills me with joy. And I, I am always so ready to chuck it because as I'm doing it, as I am, as I am figuring it out, as I'm looking up song lyrics and like sitting there on your couch, racking my brain, trying to think how can I shoehorn a grunt <laughs> or something related to home improvement yeah. into this. I'm always thinking, like, why are we doing this? Is anyone is anyone at home, like, if we stopped doing it, would people at home be like, hey, what happened to the talk singing? That's what I tune in for. Uh, no, of course not, but we have to amuse ourselves. My, my go-to is whenever I think, God, that is the stupidest thing I wrote, I know that it's perfect. <laughs> I just like that... that that like we have to amuse ourselves now that the talk singing is out of the way the next two hours of the podcast for you are just a desert of boring bullshit. it's the work yeah exactly yeah, that's the work the, the grunt the grunt the joy of the grunt for you is the talk singing <laughs> about what we're about to do oh my god the joy of the grunt truman it's good to see you buddy you're it looking is good today oh well, thank you it's it's good to see you too i like what you're doing with that with that yellow hat that you're wearing as as i also like <laughs> the longer hair yeah the hair is growing it's not quite to hippie level yet well, um, you know, we've got we've got time. I'm trying to get that. Oh, uh, it's it's going to be. I cut my own hair, so I, I, I haven't just quit. I haven't had to shape long hair before. I don't want to go too deep into this. This isn't a haircut podcast, but what I'm aiming for. <laughs> but this is what people are missing out on. They're wondering what our hair looks. Watch like. Watch this fucking segue. Yeah. What I'm aiming for is to get that kind of um, uh, kind of composer Fraser esque. Uh, uh, flow in the back. Well, you that need to, wavy you need to, flow. You need to lose a lot in the front to become. <laughs> oh, is that, I gotta just push it all back. Yeah, right. You just gotta straight up shave it or, and like and like bic razor the top of your head and then comb some of the stuff from the back to the front. Well, yeah, I want. Well, if you can only imagine the back of Fraser's, head. I can like, only imagine <laughs> the back uh, of Fraser's head. And speaking of Fraser, yes. Um, oh, now you've got my attention. Now we're on track. Our, our Patreon podcast of uh, bonus episode is coming out very soon. I am just chipping away at this two-hour monster <laughs> of us talking about Frasier. Uh, I I've taken to watching season two. Yes, and I noticed something when I was watching today. What did you notice? A, a weird coincidence. You noticed that it brings you joy. That it makes life worth living. The final that 
as well. Uh, but the final episode that I watched today, not the final, the last episode that I watched today, happens to be um, the episode that aired the same date that the episode of uh, Home Improvement we watched today is. Oh my god, really? So this was counter-programming. I have opted to do something kind of ridiculous. I'm going to go... <laughs> Only now you're doing something ridiculous. <laughs> the past couple years of this podcast... Yeah, nope, 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 nope. Just putting on our ties every day, taking our briefcases, going to <laughs> podcast work. But now we're letting our hair down. I, I'm going to go tit for tat. Ooh. Uh, so Sexy. I, I'm going to take the next two years to watch Frasier. Every time we watch a Home Improvement episode, that's going to give me incentive to watch the next Frasier episode. So it's it's what Frasier and Niles would refer to as a cheeky little wine pairing, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's just you, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yes, well, this, the, the insouciant flavors of, of a Frasier episode uh, uh, paired with the, with the uh, briny, brisk taste of a home improvement. <laughs> a robust 94 Tim Allen. <laughs> and I noticed something while watching Frasier today. We, yes. we have, uh, I think rightly so, tried to ask, um, as far as home improvement goes, are you, you know, what character are you most like? Are yes. you like an L? Are you like an, a Wilson? Yeah. Clearly you're a Tim. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh but watching Frasier today, it, it was completely clear to me that more than any characters on home improvement, you and I are like Niles and Frasier. Y- yes. I have, I have long, <laughs> I have long believed that. And I it's, which one is which I think changes I by have the my, minute. I have my opinion on it, at least as far as uh, halfway through season two goes. Uh, I mean, Niles doesn't make, I mean, he doesn't make appreciable, it's not like Niles suddenly becomes a beer-swilling, football-loving dude <laughs> right. in season three. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling of who I am, and I have a feeling of who you are. I don't know how you see yourself or see me as in regards to that show. I don't know. Well, I mean, I typically, in, in every other group that I'm in, I am typically the Frasier of that group. Group yep. and and so that is that. But no, when it's when you, when you are in the equation, it's it's difficult to say because we both have our our taste for the finer things. <laughs> but Fraser and Niles certainly is us. So it's like yeah. if Fraser and Niles had a podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. <laughs> oh my God! That what would be a uh, yeah, what a world that would be. It would be if KACL. <laughs> Was like okay, the therapy show not so much. What we need is two therapists to just talk about home improvement. Could Watch a show currently on the air. Imagine Jill calling into the show, <laughs> saying like, "All right, you, you got. I like I like your your uh, your your analysis a lot, but can you put me in touch with some divorce attorneys? Because I've been listening and I, I I've been thinking I need to make some changes." Um. So uh, you know, I'm very excited to be in the world of Frasier, and I'm excited to have you there. If our our listeners, uh, you know, we've been teasing Frasierdom since I think the pilot episode of this podcast. Yes, so that is true. If you're interested in finally hearing us get into the deep dives on that show, although we already have been diving deep onto Frasier for a while, here. yeah. Um, but I mean, real deep, as you said, we go two hours only on the first season. For, we go into the Frasier sunken place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can uh, access that show when it comes out um, on our uh, Patreon. Yes. It's uh, going to be a Patreon. It's uh, going to be... I don't know why... Hey! <laughs> it's, I sometimes I can't tell if I'm tripping over my words or if it is some sort of like latent accent coming out. My my constant uh, cruel and crude jokes about Italian culture have finally just, just brought out your... You know, like you, you feel like something inside you has to rise to the occasion. <laughs> it is kind of... I'm not going to lie... Uh, your gabagool comments every time it comes out of my mouth does feel like a nun slapping a ruler on my hand when I'm fucking up saying something in class. Not that I went to, you know, a nun school. Um, <laughs> but hey, I failed out of nun school. That's yeah. what I'm saying. 
<laughs> yeah, when I you could left, not become a nun, which is why, which is why you left the old country and came to Ellis Island <laughs> and said, "I'm gonna start the Mia podcast." Hey, uh, well, no, look, if you make fun of my finishness enough, eventually I will start smoking fish in your apartment or something <laughs> instead of smoking pot, oh. and uh, that'll be that. Uh, okay, I don't, uh, and if you like to smoke fish. You might like being a Patreon sponsor. I couldn't find a segue yeah, there. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Look, let's talk about... Let's not talk about smoked fish. Let's not talk about the old country. And yeah. let's painfully not talk about Frasier. Let's talk about what we're here to really talk about, which is the TV series Muppet Babies. <laughs> Someday, maybe. But uh, today is not the day. Today is, today is the day that we talk about the thing that our podcast is actually about that we have <laughs> delayed for close to ten minutes now. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we watch a new episode of The Home Improves. Ah, yes. Um, every day they improve that home, and, and yet every day it still needs more improving. Well, the home improves implies that the home improves itself. Mm, well, I, I don't know, man. I think that I think that it's more like Sisyphus and the boulder. Like, he's constantly improving the home, but then every day at the end of the day the home de-improves itself. Uh, so he's constantly trying to improve it. I think it's failing. if you teach a home to improve, <laughs> um, it'll improve for a lifetime. Yeah. But if you improve a home for itself, it'll devolve. I, I, my brain's not working already, <laughs> and we're not even to the synopsis yet. <laughs> this home is large. It improves multitudes. <laughs> uh, so, Landon, we, yes, watched, we watched this episode today. We did. Why don't you tell me what happened in this episode of Home Improvement before we talk about any other dumb shit? I will. I will tell you what happened this week on Home Improvement. Okay. Tim invites his old high school shop teacher, Mr. Leonard, over for dinner to reminisce, but it turns out that these days, Mr. Leonard is frustrated with being forced to retire. To honor him and to rectify this travesty, Tim invites Mr. Leonard on tool time as a special guest for a salute to shop class. However, on air, Mr. Leonard's arthritis prevents him from being able to cut a piece of sheet metal, and when Tim offers his help, Mr. Leonard explodes with anger and storms off the set. Realizing that he broke the rule, and I'm I'm doing very heavy air quotes. Oh my here. god, you're going to give yourself arthritis doing finger quotes that heavy. <laughs> he broke the golden rule of men: never <laughs> offer help if they don't ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my fingers got really tired. I, I, doing I, air I know, quotes I know, there. man. I would offer to massage your fingers, but you haven't asked me for help. <laughs> also, that would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, I I really don't want to do that. <laughs> actually. actually, just uh, massage my fingers while I finish this synopsis. <laughs> I think that would affect our performance. Go on. Finish your synopsis, sir. He approaches Mr. Leonard to apologize. Oh. Aw. Oh. Uh, there really is no peace story here. The no, kids are not. just loafing around the house. I, I have to say, about at, around about the Wilson scene, I kind of just quit taking notes because they're just like, there's not a lot here <laughs> of a story. It's true. I, you know, I think, well, what did you think of, um, of, of this here episode, of this well, here show? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I think is a reward. If you guess that title, okay, um, brought to you by John Smith. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I uh, sort of in my preparations forgot about this segment, so I'm gonna improvise. Like whose line is it anyway? Here, my first option. What are you doing with that uh, piece of foam? <laughs> uh, well, I'm probably pretending it's my penis. That's that's usually their go-to. Um, so I'm going to say my first option is you'd better shop around. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, a little Motown you. action. Yeah, exactly, because uh -huh. Detroit, because Detroit. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, mm, mm, shop class holes. 
not great. No, but he is certainly a uh, a class hole on this uh, this episode. Yeah, and yeah, I can only think of two options. There are only there are only two possible options for this. I'm really good <laughs> at my job. The relatively simple shit that I do on this podcast. So it's either you got to shop around or shop class holes. Um, surprisingly, neither of them. Oh, surprising! What what is it called? Uh, it's it's kind of a visual one. Okay, but it's uh. Ye old shop teacher, and it's uh, Y E old with an E and shop with a double P E. Okay, so I'm like y- a Bavarian village of ye old shop. I'm gonna say that title isn't good, but because I didn't even do my end of the bargain, <laughs> I guess it gets an A by default. This is great inflation, folks. That that I'm grading on a curve, and that set the curve. <laughs> uh, ye old shop teacher. I yeah. mean, he is an old shop teacher. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he is all ye he he he's yeah he's kanye west uh (laughs) he's the house of ye he is now taking it easy now that he's uh retired he is uh he's tweeting in all caps and uh hiring kenny g to to impress his wife on valentine's day um because certainly he can't play clarinet with his hands all messed up with arthritis now landon now that i have utterly failed at the title challenge what did you think of this episode well i want to go into uh just real quick that this is directed by andy katif and uh written by howard j morris who Mm -hmm. last wrote uh let's go to the videotape oh which i feel gave us a lot of content to go over yeah there was a lot this one uh not so much but i I, okay (laughs) not so much to go into your your question um i didn't hate this episode yeah um if anything, it made me feel good that we are on a much better track with Tim. Like, yeah. there is nothing problematic. I think he handled everything really well. Um, and it just, you know, there weren't a lot of LARFs, as you say. No, we were short on LARFs. Um, and I don't, what I, what I kind of like about this is that it tackles something that you don't see on TV a lot much anymore i mean yeah. i think arthritis Except arthritis let me tell for... you guys yeah. something about arthritis <laughs> get, get your aarp membership today <laughs> see our see our article in men's health <laughs> for how much i play marvel strike force on my phone i'm sure i'm gonna have arthritis in my hands uh I, at the age of 37 which I, is in a few months <laughs> i am so so concerned with the amount of typing that i do like yeah. every every year that i don't have arthritis i feel like is a gift <laughs> uh no i i really like that this show, uh, well, I guess any show from the 90s here where you're kind of looking at multi-generational family stuff mm-hmm. can tackle something like ageism or uh, just getting older. You know, yeah. I don't feel like a lot of the new hip TV shows are – they don't look at, you know, all of those sorts of issues. I mean, they've got their own stuff, own burdens to bear with, you know, current social justice and whatever and yeah. uh, drawing stuff out. But um, – I, I like that this show has the ability to be able to go, oh, man, let me empathize with a person aging out of their comfort zone, out of their – what they're used to, their abilities, their, you their know, pride. independence, their pride, yeah, yeah. Uh, their identity, you know, that's – <laughs> that's a that's a ripe topic that doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah, uh, except maybe the Golden Girls. Uh, I feel like that show is based on that premise, um, and that show hits it hard with <laughs> with a lot of of sex and jokes about whipped cream <laughs> and dying while having sex. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so I, I kind of like that aspect of it, but I mean, no. I'm not going to remember this episode. Uh, no. And maybe by the end of the season, <laughs> I scarcely remember this episode now, having watched it 20 minutes ago. I would agree. This episode didn't 
like this episode certainly was not great. I think forgettable is one way I'd describe it. And not just because we both said yeah. essentially that we would forget the episode, but I think that, you know, I mean, Tim didn't do anything that made me angry. I think that it hit on some interesting subject matter, but it just didn't really, it didn't really slap the way some of the other episodes have. <laughs> it was, you know, certainly coming off of an episode like last week's, which is so meaty with, with Wilson bits. Although right, the Wilson yeah. bit of this episode was the best part. Um, yeah, I, so, I mean, I liked it, I liked what it was about, um, but it just, it wasn't as funny or as memorable, and mm -hmm. I would give it most of its points for Tim just not being a huge ass to everyone in it. Yeah, right, I, and in fact, I would say, you know, as you were talking there, I was picturing us a year from now, and fingers crossed if if man is still alive <laughs> if man is still alive a year from now hopefully looking back on this episode going man do you remember when we had to preface by saying i you know like this because tim wasn't problematic like i hope we get to a place where it's become status quo that he's not problematic we don't have to mention it anymore i, I think we've already established that we're not going to remember this episode so <laughs> what happens on this episode of the podcast yeah. stays on this episode of the podcast just as i forgot to do the titles we will one day forgot that we even recorded no this. one will ever hear this episode beyond when it's launched lost to the sands of time <laughs> um so uh, I forgot where I was going with that, but uh, I think we were going to go out of the uh, out of the synopsis because we have synopsized enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got your full thoughts. You got yeah. My full I, thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Thanks, guys. So anyway, next week, tune in for another episode of Grunt Work, <laughs> where we'll talk about Frasier half the time. Uh, well, before we dig in, yes. let's take an opportunity to say grace. To uh, uh, I got to get a new intro for this ep uh, this this because it's not a corner. I don't quite know how to. It's throwing me off. Yeah. It's like taking its own thing. Um, it's, it's it's the thing where we read the tweets. Yeah, it's called, does everybody know what tweet time it is? No, nope, no, because you up. admit what time it is in the question. Right. Uh, that's a, would that be called a leading question? Yeah, I think it would be a leading question. Objection, you're leading the listeners. <laughs> Brought to you by Kirstie Jeffries. Oh, thank you, Kirstie, for bringing us this thing that we haven't figured out the <laughs> intro for yet. So, tweet yes. time. Tweet time. Uh, okay, so I put it out on uh, Twitter today uh first of all i want to mention um mason whitlark yes. who is a new uh sponsor of our show hey muzzle top thank you so much you new sponsor you got in uh right under the wire um today great show y you signed up today and we were looking for um a new uh segment sponsor for one of our character actor corners later in the episode so uh, right under the wire, congratulations, Mason. Um, you're going to be sponsoring something later. Mason, your contributions made all this possible. Uh, but he was—he is who we talked about last week with the Boy Meets World theory. Yes. Uh, and we connected him to Fan Theory World. You mean the Saved by the Bell theory. <laughs> the uh, Miss Bliss theory. Yes, um, the Saved by the World theory. <laughs> so we connected him with uh, Fan Theory World to try and uh, expand that uh, theory for him. You connected that boy with the world. <laughs> He is, uh, he's working hard on, on putting those two universes, Tool Time, or, uh, Home Improvement and, and Boy Meets You make it together. sound like he's, like, an old ancient Roman god. Like, he's hard at work putting two universes together. <laughs> or uh, smelting them into one. I, I mentioned Mason because he's the first one that responded here. Um, I put out there, describe your, your weekend or day in one and a half words. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. You always give the weirdest prompts. Uh, yeah, you know what? I like to make make things a little interesting. Uh, so it's good, good, good skill to have. Mason, Mason cheated a little bit. 
Uh, he was he was untrue. He you listened to another podcast. He combined our the title of our show grunt work into one word. Oh, <laughs> so but okay. So um, I'll here's what we're gonna do. I'll read the responses. Describe your your day in one and a half words, and uh, we'll get your response. My response to their response. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. Just, it's just an endless putting all look. of the the responsibility on your shoulders here. The response ability, because what's because I have the ability to respond. <laughs> so Mason, uh, who you can find at Wabaj uh, Jack. Well, it's called W A B A G. Uh, I'm sorry, J C C K. Good God, I don't know my letters. Okay, should I maybe be reading them as well and <laughs> maybe, responding yeah. to them? I've never been good at cold reading. Um, he says his uh, his day in one and a half words. Grunt work, Pat. Pat. Dot, dot, dot. P-A-T. That's his half word. Grunt work, Pat. Grunt work, Pat. I think he's giving us pats on the back or yeah. pats on the head. Or or there's, or there's he's got a friend named Grunt work, Pat, who he's hanging out with. He's <laughs> so like a super fan of our show who who changed his name uh, to promote us and get the word out there. <laughs> to legally change his first name to Grunt work? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew Cuomo was going to change his name to Amazon to try and get uh, Amazon to go there. So I, I think oh, that's, man. you know, this is somebody maybe a little a little less higher up than the governor of New York. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Ken Masterson. Okay. Now, if you think Mason cheated, Ken uh, just threw the rules out the window. Well, you're really criticizing these people who <laughs> took the time to engage with our podcast. I, know. I love him. I, I love everybody for responding. I'm just, you know, it's, but it's, it's like the, it's, it's the Friars Club. We roast yeah, because we love. You know, I'm pulling a Tim Taylor. It's like I love you, therefore I'm going to insult you. Hey, we're just breaking balls, <laughs> Gabagool. Also, I'm not diminishing your identity. Uh, I'm just saying, you know what? You didn't follow the rules. That's a that's a pretty matter of fact thing. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. There's no re- re- repercussions. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, this is it. This is the penance you get. Is well, me going? Hey, you didn't follow the rules. Hey, hey, hey. So anyway, Ken Masterson, uh, who you can find on Twitter at Ken K R A A L ninety three. Describe your day in one and a half words. Slept in late. Got up. Watched Home Improvement. Off to work at five. <laughs> okay, not a lot to. I mean, well, there's a lot there, but it's not a lot to work with. Uh, it's a lot of one and a half words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to find a response. I mean, I guess good that he found time in his day for home improvement. I think it's good that he got up. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the best thing. Better, better to not be trapped, depressed in bed, or wake up dead. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, I've had some days where it's just like, eh, I don't know that I'm going to get up today. Yeah, those aren't good days. I, I have some days where I don't get out of bed for the first half of the day because I work from home, and I just grab that old laptop, and <laughs> so really, you should just envy me in the life of leisure that I lead. No, I roll over and I play uh, Marvel Strike Force and give my hands arthritis for about an hour before getting out of bed. So. Landon, did you did you sell a sponsorship to either Marvel Strike Force or an arthritis <laughs> drug company? Uh, I did not. You know, I get arthritis when I watch too much of that animated Arthur show on uh, PBS. <laughs> Dumbest show ever. Okay, let's keep going. Right is on. Um, what? Okay, so next up, we ha- we only have two more. Uh, Tara Lee, remember Tara? I remember. Yes, yeah, she you... uh, she was yeah led the, the led the uh, pit orchestra in the. Uh, well, actually, no, it was my English teacher, Mr. Swordout, led the pit orchestra during the production of Anything Goes. But she certainly was uh, you know out there uh, coaching the dancing on stage, <laughs> and I think she made some of the sailor suits for the production. <laughs> So our uh, Patreon sponsor, Tara Lee, responded, um, <laughs> a very confounding one, Chinchilla Villa Clee. 
Oh, she definitely cleaned her chinchillas uh, uh, house, most likely. There, or like the the thing that they that she keeps her chinchillas in. Ah, but but oh. she did it in a kind of she Lin Manuel Mirandaized her uh, her 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 speaking uh, or like her description of it. Oh, so it's not a villa. Well, I guess it is. A, do you pronounce it villa or via? Uh, villa, I think. Mm. Said, said the guy with who only speaks one language. And yeah. definitely like I I think it would, it's villa. Do yeah. you pronounce it Bob Villa or Villa? Oh, it's Bob Villa. <laughs> That's how he got into home improvement. He had to fix his villa. Uh, interesting. So we have uh, some periphery chinchilla pets uh, of gun- grunt work. Yeah, gun- gunt work. You know, and Good if Lord. only if only that Michael Jackson documentary couldn't hadn't just come out, she could have been uh, something Chinchilla Villa while watching the Thrilla video, <laughs> or take her chinchillas to Manila. You could still watch it, even though shit's going down. Yeah, shit has certainly gone down. I have opinions, but that's not this is this is not this, this is not, not the, the render opinions about child molestation podcast. <laughs> Believe me, there's one topic we won't get onto. Um okay, next up is John Voorhees. Remember that guy? I yes, I do remember yeah, that guy. Uh, another one of our Patreon sponsors. Uh you can find him at J uh Voorhees13 on Twitter. He says, "Looking you." Looking you? Now his half word is just the letter U. I think that means that he's outside the apartment looking at us oh, right shit. now. Yeah, that's what Jason Voorhees does. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> okay, well, god damn it, man! I can't do a single thing right. Uh, actually, it's <laughs> monster. Um, well, he is a monster. Uh, okay, so that has been uh, Tweet Corner. Tweet Corner? No. Nope. I just want to make everything into corners, man. Yeah, you do. You, you really do. That's your shop project, is turning things into corners. <laughs> my English project is just getting my words correctly. Uh, uh, I, think your, I think your English project should be to go into a remedial <laughs> English class and, and just sit down with some flashcards for a while. Tweet time. Brought to you by Kiersey Jeffries. Thank you, Kiersey. Let's go right. into the deep dig of this episode we've given you just and maybe you're thinking like wait 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 we went from the synopsis to that thing and now to the deep dive and it's like yeah because you've forgotten the synopsis yeah, now right so exactly. all the spoilers will be gone we have men in black uh your brain what, are, what do you call those neutralizer things? uh neuralizers Neural, is that what they're called they're called neuralizers oh, okay so... i went on the i went on the paramount studio tour recently and i tell you what paramount has such a big red dog hard on for the fact that they made Men in Black like 21 years ago. There but was they so didn't. many. They didn't they? No, or it was Sony did. Well, and I, I only know that because I live outside of Sony and I still have to see that fucking poster every day. It's on the Sony lot though, like Sony Paramount. Like they're all wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's no, the Sony lot. Sony's right outside the door here. Okay, well, I took the Sony tour then. Whatever. Fuck, it, it was in your neighborhood, man. I, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I, the, gotcha. the, the thing that I was paying attention to was mainly how much Men in Black shit. I couldn't even remember the name of the studio I was at because of how much Men, in, Men Black in Black shit studio was all over there. Well, yeah, because they had like, hey, do you want to see all the props from Men in Black? And I'm like, no, not particularly. Here's the neuralizers. Here's here's like a model of Tony Shalhoub's alien head. Here's uh, you know, here's oh, get a, get a picture with this cutout of Tommy Lee Jones. It's like I don't want no. Come like, sit down in the uh the recreation of the central perk and uh drink a a coffee directly from men in black uh, I mean, I was, i'm yeah I'm mincing, that's actually warner brothers so i know i'm mixing uh studio tours that's really great that's really great content for all the listeners good. who aren't in la slowly <laughs> taking the studio tours one by one over the course of years okay okay let's okay, go get, all right get into the big bore machine that we have we're gonna tilt it toward the earth and we're gonna make the drill head dig deep down into the Earth's crust until we reach the core, which is where this episode lives. Yes, the core, with Hilary Swank. Academy Award winner. 
Hillary Swank. Yeah, you have to preface the core. every Academy Award winner or nominee with Academy Award winner or nominee, then their name. Yes. Yes. Same goes for Nicolas Cage. Uh, so, Academy Award winner, Nicolas Cage. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Academy Award nominee Patricia Richardson as Jill Taylor <laughs> is at home doing some studying for a psychology class at the kitchen table. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, the grunt creep is standing on the kitchen counter and it, it oh god yes it's talking it's a little talkative boy today now not even now john Voorhees uh pointed out in the past that it has a voice yes it now has words sort of yes i mean it's learning words i mean whatever was it's, coming it's, out of his mouth was akin to words yeah it was like one two three jump like the, the, it, it tries to say jump Oh, God. Like, it has to... But why, though? Like, it knows what it's doing. Like, I get counting out loud for yourself. You don't have to say jump. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's just trying to teach itself vocabulary. I would expect by season eight it's going to go into some sort of, like, Hamlet soliloquy. Soliloquy. So, it, it, look, it might have just been yelling out the name of its favorite Van Halen song. In which case, I will I will give them a... I will give it a pass, even though Dance the Night Away is clearly better than Jump. Uh, have you heard Panama? Um... <laughs> We so and okay so this also goes to not to belabor the grunt creep here but um, he has now established a pattern of jumping to his death. Yeah, <laughs> I think the grunt creep has some problems in his life. Not to make light of depression. No, absolutely not. Uh, but is there any connective tissue between him becoming more sentient and now wanting to take his own life? I, I think. Well, I think that the more that you know of this world and the darkness in it and the more capacity you have to understand uh things that yeah i i think that i think that does make sense i mean you know uh dogs are never depressed <laughs> about the state of the world that's true Do- you know yeah. dogs don't try and jump off of things to their death like eh, sure <laughs> dogs will jump off of stupid things and hurt or sometimes kill themselves but it's always because it's like oh a, oh a tennis ball went that way or something it's always jumping for a happy reason uh that's true i mean i guess we didn't see the before moment of this episode so maybe someone threw a tennis ball or whatever the tool equivalent of that would be oh, or- nuts and bolts you know washer or something something or or the grunt creep got a call from a stockbroker and found out that he lost all of his retirement <laughs> savings in the great crash of 1994 oh my goodness um just a just a little great depression suicide <laughs> joke for you there to start well, out the episode the grunt creep does jump off and apparently falls to his death well we don't bri- see him bri- anymore briefly catches onto the edge of the table oh he does the, uh, yeah well no his hand does and you see it drop off and they're okay so he probably survived that fall it's only like a two foot drop yeah well i mean it was going to be a two foot drop no matter what i i mean it was not that Okay, look, we don't need to belabor this. <laughs> but uh, Tim comes in while Jill is studying, uh, bringing in a bunch of uh, stuff that he made uh, in high school shop class. Yeah, he's showing off all the things that he made. This warped and uh, uh, totally fucked up uh, uh, old toolbox where all of the just, pieces don't fit together right. It looks like something out of a German Expressionist film. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it was taken, like a set-used prop from the cabin of dr calgary so yeah you know so if he'd put if he'd made that for like an art history project he probably would have gotten an a what i don't understand is like if tim's one talent is supposed to be shop and construction and building things yeah why does he suck so much at shop and construction and building things i guess this is a variation on the question you've been asking the whole show yeah no it's exactly true and uh you know i don't want to just immediately get on my um snowflake high horse (laughs) but it's kind of an example of male privilege. Just like enthusiasm will get you where you need to go. And A for effort. <laughs> uh, it's it's a little, I mean, as we learn later uh, in this episode, 
that is what got Tim where he is. Like, just he got through high school because uh, Mr. Leonard stood up for him because he saw enthusiasm, potential yeah. in his enthusiasm. Because he's just an excitable boy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Tim Tim explains to Jill that he's been in contact with his old shop teacher, Mr. Uh, Mr. Leonard, and that Mr. Leonard is the guy who first set him on this path and recognized his, well, Jill says, oh, it's the guy who first recognized your uh, constant need for more power, and Tim said, no, that was Fire Chief O'Malley. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, long story short, Tim has, uh, yeah, Tim is, has invited, uh, Mr. Leonard over for dinner and suggests that Jill make some corned beef and cabbage for them. And His I'm thinking, dinner, yeah. and I'm thinking like, where's the fart joke going to be? And there wasn't a <laughs> fart joke. And I'm like, okay, home improvement. We're growing up a little bit. And, uh, it- Double double down on that growing up. I feel like in a previous season, Jill would have been like, oh, "You want me to make dinner and study? I've got this big test and da 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 da." But what she says instead is like, "Oh, really? You want me to make that dinner? What do you want me to wear as well?" Like yeah. calling out this control issue that Tim has. I really I took a lot of uh, joy in that. Yeah, because she was she was reading like that was probably what she's studying in her psychology chapter <laughs> at that moment. Ways to deal with uh, unrealistic expectations from your meathead husband. Uh, and I, you know what? I, just to continue on this path for just a second. Okay. Uh, Jill is studying a lot this season. Like yes. she almost every time we enter a scene, her nose is buried in a book. Mm-hmm. And while it's not exactly on screen exciting. I like what that's communicating a lot more than her pulling out frozen dinners and cutting carrots and putting shit into pots and stuff. Yeah, well, or, certainly or doing her the laundry shit into pots is disgusting. I mean, it's like what, what, <laughs> what even is this? How does this relate to dinner? Uh, no, it, it definitely, it definitely is. Like, it puts it's a bunch of new business for her to be doing from yeah. scene to scene. Yeah, well, I just think it's it's nice to see her not having to just be the quintessential housewife. Also, I don't remember the last time we saw any of the boys doing schoolwork. I guess they do that upstairs. Or actually, no, we saw Randy doing some a couple episodes yeah. ago. And, you know, I'm going to go on another tangent real quick. Oh, okay, good. I'm sorry, but I was just I was on the phone with a, a buddy of mine the other day, and uh, we were talking about home improvement. We were talking about Frasier. We were talking about... It, was this me? Was this? Are you recounting a conversation we had on the Oh, wait, phone? that was the beginning of this episode. Oh, Landon. Shit, you for- my memory is going, man. It was a forgettable episode, wasn't it? <laughs> Including the episode we're recording about it. Um... No, but we were talking about '90s sitcoms, or you know, just sitcoms before the the kind of one camera mm-hmm. setup came. Yeah, and we were talking about the structure of it being weird because on no three camera sitcom do we ever get like summer episodes. Yeah, we're always stuck to the the regimented fall going into Christmas, coming out and going mm. you know into spring, and then we're gone. Yeah, so we never really see. Uh, you know, summertime activities. Yeah. I find I, the, you mentioning the boys not studying here really kind of drove that home to me. I'm like, oh man, they're probably, you know, have a day out, you know, whatever. But I'm like, oh, but it's not summertime. They should be doing homework. Yeah, they should be. But none of them seem to be especially good. So, well, Randy's a pretty good student, but he doesn't need to study and the <laughs> other ones don't care. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, basically Tim, uh, and Joe, oh yeah, the other, one other thing before we go to the opening credits is Tim shows off the last gadget that he made in shop class, which is an outdoor toilet paper dispenser, <laughs> which he uses to shoot a roll of toilet paper up into the tree out It's back. It's a, it's a show enough bazooka. Yes. And, um, he said that he made it, it this is the, the crowning achievement of his high school shop class. Yeah. That, uh, Mr. Leonard is the one that really, uh, inspired him to make it and, and finish it, complete it. Um, and he takes it outside and it works. He shoots a roll of toilet paper and it goes into the, the tree outside. Yeah. Um, which 
I got to say, Tim, you don't need to be the host of a TV show to make your money. If you made that in the 70s, that is uh, predating the T-shirt canon oh, yeah. by at least 20 years. That came out in the 90s. Uh, and you you got this thing. You could have just patented that thing. Yeah, you could. And I, that that combines every, like the T-shirt cannon is the nexus of everything Tim loves. It is, <laughs> uh, you know, it is uh, essentially a sort of tool that has been given too much yeah. power. It's something that is pulled out. It is pulled out at sporting events, uh-huh. fired off usually by cheerleaders, sexy girls. He likes that. And uh, bonus cherry on top. It's a form of gun. Yeah. So right. You know, guns. Men like guns. That is. You know, I'm now that I'm thinking about it. Because uh, I was looking up when did the T-shirt cannon get created. It yes. was created in the mid '90s by someone on the San Antonio, the mascot of the San Antonio Spurs. Wait, um, I like to think that this <laughs> this mascot was wearing like the full the full suit, whatever it was, and tinkering it's away just, late it's, at night. It's it's welding late at night. Yeah, <laughs> just with the mascot head on. Oh my god, that's a creepy. It's visage. alive, <laughs> except it's all muffled. <laughs> and it smells in here. <laughs> um, but I, I there could potentially be a world in which that san antonio spurs mascot saw this episode and said wait a minute i have an idea that's possible and then becomes a super villain Ooh, uh oh yeah just shooting shooting toilet paper shooting. i mean a lame super villain like like it not even rises to the le- it doesn't even really rise to the level of a superhero to take them on it's basically like stadium security has to <laughs> escort him out and say sir please don't do that here's a 50 dollars ticket does the uh security at least wear an eye mask i i mean yes but that's that's because like only one because he lost an eye in desert storm and, and got this job through a veterans job training program it's really an inspiring oh thing Oh, I love it. Um, so we get a toilet paper transition to the theme song. Um, and uh, you know what? Piggybacking off of a, a, something I just said, I can't tell in these opening credits if it's spring, summer, or fall. It feels like all three seasons at the same time. It's an opening title for all seasons. <laughs> and uh, one thing I noticed this time at the very end of the credits where Brad uh, last season was staring into our souls mm-hmm. – this time, he's still looking at us, but everybody's looking at us this time, so it's less awkward. It's distributed. But he puts on uh, noise-canceling headphones. Yep, yep, to just rock out to some of those tunes and, and air band on his leg. Oh, well, they're not headphones. They're not, like, audio oh, headphones. Oh, they're, they're just, to just block yeah, out earmuffs. Tim's more powerness. Yeah, it's to block out the cacophony of his grunts. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you—what would happen? So there, there's a YouTube video out there that compiles every grunt from— the series and it's and like it claims 30 minutes. to it claims to it claims to it's like six minutes long which is why it's not i think no it's pretty long it's it's longer than six i think you can only get through six minutes before you like uh, any longer i'll go insane yeah I just, you sort of you black out and you and you wake up and the video is is uh reversed back to the beginning but here's an idea yeah all of the grunts from home improvement played at the exact same time if if you do that <laughs> Your phone rings, and you just hear Tim Taylor going, Oh, seven days. <laughs> <laughs> or you hear the grunt creep go, Seven days! Yowie, yowie! Was that the grunt creep in the theme song? It, might, it just might have been. It wow. just might have been. What do you think? Should we put the creep in the middle? <laughs> um, okay, look. Yeah. So we go back to the Taylor household yep, from this. the kitchen. Tim, everyone is getting ready. It's the night of the big dinner with Mr. Leonard. Tim has put on a suit. Mark uh, Mark is sitting on the stove, which is a weird move. You know, and he's got this, like, he he's becoming a man. 
<laughs> He's got his like shirt buttoned down half his chest. Ladies. <laughs> it's weird. The way he's sitting and the way his shirt was unbuttoned is just like, this is a little disconcerting. He's he's becoming a man, and uh, he's also becoming a real health hazard by putting his ass <laughs> and his feet on the counter where Jill prepare, prepares food. Yeah. Um, but so they're talking about Mr. Leonard coming over. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brad says something like, oh, if you misbehave, you think Mr. Leonard will give you detention? And Actually, Tim... <laughs> Actually, speaking of becoming a man, uh, this is the episode where Brad goes, hey, Dad, do you think if Mr. Leonard's... <laughs> It's going to give you a deten- Like, his voice drops a decibel in this episode. Yeah, like, yeah. Puberty hits him real hard. That is a that is truly a right and wrong of passage, <laughs> is uh, dunking on Tim in front of one of his old teachers. Uh, and so Tim kind of snaps back, you know, oh, yeah. you, you, you know, show me some respect. And Randy says something like, oh, we always try to show you as little respect as possible. And Tim does his first of many in this episode really cold glares at a member of his family. So there's this cold glare at Randy who just says, yes, sir. And... <laughs> So presently, uh, you know, and Tim is talking to everybody about how, oh, Mr. Leonard is so tough. Uh, his handshake could crush a gorilla. And, oh, he's the toughest, most hardcore dude in the world. I'd... And then there's a knock at the door. Tim goes to answer the door, and I'm thinking, like, okay, he opens the door, and Mr. Leonard is, like, wearing a dress. He's transitioning to being a woman now. Or, like, <laughs> or he's, like, what? Like, how is Mr. Leonard going to have changed, and Tim is going to have to deal with it? And he opens the door. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Leonard is just a normal, hard-ass dude <laughs> who who is really gruff and rough around the edges yep. and not the comic inversion I was hoping for at no, all. No, not at all. But okay. uh, right behind him comes the theme song. Character Actor Corner, brought to you by Mason Whitlark, our new Patreon sponsor. Thank you, Mason. I want to say, Landon, we've talked a lot about your musical influences, and I try to trace... The musical influences on your theme songs, and I don't think I can find any. I sometimes wonder if you forget what music is. Have when you you're dipped doing into these. new metal? I got... <laughs> yeah, I'm th- well, yeah, it's either new metal or like some Brian Eno shit. I don't know, just noise music. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon it's just gonna devolve into like a some sort of deconstructed uh, <laughs> noise scape. Uh, character actor corner this week is uh, brought to you by Mason. Yeah, who, yeah. Lark, who I just mentioned. We, we went over that. Yeah. This guy is named Dick O'Neill, and he is a veteran actor. Is he, has he got a prolific career on the stage and screen? <laughs> I was using the term veteran to avoid using prolific. Well, what branch of the service was he in? <laughs> uh, I'm sure he probably served in, in World War II. He, he goes back uh, that far. Um, well, he... let's not stolen valor this thing. Let's not <laughs> attribute it to him if we don't know for sure. Well, he, he was, yeah, that's true. Uh, but he was in MASH. Does that count? Okay, actually, that does that does count. He <laughs> served with distinction for twenty three years of MASH. Uh, he's in a lot of shit that I I know him from, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up a still frame for you in a second that's gonna fill you with joy. Oh, good. But uh, I need it so. He he was in the Jerk. He played Frosty. <gasps> uh, he was in Taking a Pelham One Two Three. Oh with, my god, with Earl Hinman. Oh my god. Um, he played one of the the guys in the um control office oh with, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Walter, Walter Matthau's yep. uh, employees yes uh Wolfen which is a I'm I'm on a right now I'm on a werewolf movie kick so I I just watched that movie and uh it was exciting to kind of see the the two worlds connect um Wolfen 2 Electric Wolfaloo <laughs> he goes Th- back three wolf three lycanthrope this guy's first credit goes all the way back to 1955 wow and uh yeah he he's I'm sure there are 
iconic TV shows from that time that have been lost to the memory of our generation. So yes. I can't say uh, too much about that. Car 54, Where Are You? Oh, my gosh. Remember that? I remember seeing the VHS box for the movie remake of that. It was apparently quite bad. <laughs> uh, Kojak, Who Loves You, Baby? Um, Phyllis. I love Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a Wonder Woman. So, like, he, he goes back a long, long way. So, but there's one show in particular that he was on that uh, I, I got to show you. Show it to me. Hey. Show it to Still me. Still frame that's going to fill you with joy, and okay. I need you to use your, your word pictures. Always. Ah, he was on Cheers. Oh, my God. Wait, he wasn't. He played Cliff's dad? He played <laughs> Cliff's dad on that episode of Cheers? Oh, my God, guys. I'm looking at this wonderful black and white picture of Cliff when Cliff's dad comes to visit the dad who, who uh, ran out on the family and at the end of the episode uh, sneaks out of the bathroom and goes off to Australia or something. <laughs> but this is them uh, both wearing hats from a day at the ballpark. Cliff's wearing a beer hat and uh, and his dad is wearing a hat with a couple of hands on the front of it. I, he seemed familiar and I yeah. couldn't play sounds like you're not Lawrence Tierney and you're not <laughs> Ernest Borgnine because we've already had him. Yep. Wow. We haven't had Lawrence Tierney on the show yet, but I bet we will in the future. He seems I, like someone that'd be on the show. I mean, you know, his his stock was rising at that point after Reservoir Dogs, and he was on a Seinfeld. <laughs> he was on. He was 90s. Elaine Bennis's uh, father. Yeah. yeah. Master of the house. Something of the something. Really deep <laughs> Seinfeld cuts right now. Uh, uh, well, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he was not on ER, though. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That. So our meta game was he on ER? Yes. And you're going to go out on a limb. This and is. You're not using the quarter. I'm not you're using, using the, your because gut. the quarter has only led me astray. It would have led you astray again, because he was not on ER. Kaboom! Oh, man, You're I'm still 100 for 1,000. I am so good. That's not how that is. What, I, however you do ratios and percentages. It helps that, that, that none of us know enough math to really know how good my average is. You're look, one for one. Listen, listen. This times is, six. This is my carnival trick. Like, this is, you look, at, at, the, at the $100 a month Patreon level, you can submit your name, and I will guess whether or not you are on ER. I will tell you whether you are on ER. It's like 23 and me. Except it's more like E R in me. <laughs> well, we have a uh, request here from someone named it's Anthony E. And me. Um, someone named Anthony E. He says, "Was I on E R?" Anthony E. Uh, I'm gonna say, no, you were not on E R. <laughs> You're right. It was actually Anthony uh, Eduardo. Oh, good. So good. Okay. Well, hey, you know what, guys? Keep keep writing in. Keep, but you have to pay up first. I, this information. <laughs> It takes a lot out of me to do this, and I don't do it for free. Oh, man. Well, okay. speaking of taking a lot out of you, that is our character actor corner until uh, a little bit later. We got another one coming up. Oh, thank God. Um, I love them so. Let's get back to the introduction of Mr. Art Leonard. Mr. Art Leonard hyphen Clavin uh, <laughs> comes in and, uh, you know, meets, you know, shakes Tim's hand and comes in, meets the boys who helpfully arrange themselves by height for them. Um, oh, I'm glad you took that note, too. I'm like, man, the boys are still... And they're getting good at it, too, because now they are in age order. And, and they don't and they don't have to rearrange themselves three <laughs> times to do it like they used to. I think since I started playing that video game in the opening credits, they've gotten better at it. Um, so, you know, he, meet, he meets everybody. He meets the boys. The yep. boys are all very polite. He meets Jill. Jill says, oh, Tim talks about you all the time. You know, I think, I'm pretty sure he even mentioned you on our honeymoon. Tim gives <laughs> Jill the icy, weird kind of blank stare and says what i said was if he built the bed it wouldn't have collapsed <laughs> so it's like it's kind of a funny joke though i like it, that it is a funny joke but let's let's crack open what he's really saying here it's like i'm embarrassed that jill revealed that i care so much about this man i mentioned him on my honeymoon so instead i'm going to explain that i only mentioned him in the context 
of he's such a good carpenter that if he'd built the bed we fucked in i wouldn't have been able to fuck it apart with the sheer power of my dick like it's like like let's distract from the awkwardness of me having affection for this man by talking about how hard i fucked my wife with all of my kids here like i put on this suit to be formal hey did you know that my wife and i got really busy on our honeymoon uh you know what i just went through a whole narrative in my head that i am not going to go into post it on fanfiction.net it's gonna have to go somewhere like that yeah um (laughs) uh, one you know me truman okay listen Uh Okay. Sometimes. What calendar did you see this time, Landon? <laughs> the calendar is its still the same picture as it was last week, and I'm still not going to mention. That's not my note. Okay. But you do know that I happen to pay attention to the background of the show a it's lot. It's the little things in it's life. It's the little things. They Tim asks, hey, do you want something to drink? And yeah. he says, hey, anything cold. Yeah. And he goes, great. Brings out two cans. And I only mention this because in the past, it's been pretty obvious that they just have straight up generic cola. generic brand cola billy right? beer this was and it seemed deliberately pointed at the camera something called dnm cola cola yep did you notice that i didn't i didn't notice it but i even took a note of it the color scheme on those cans was weird i was like i must have given him some weird looking beer no that's a cola i've never seen a cola <laughs> that uses like dark green and black and shit on the can yeah uh and i'm i'm wondering what uh dnm could possibly be uh dicks and mushrooms <laughs> that would be uh disgusting deltoids drink. and malthusian catastrophes <laughs> my god what the fuck dogs and meerkats i'm i'm it's, looking... it's got it's got it's got the refreshing flavor of dog but the low calories of a meerkat i'm trying to look up online if dnm cola was a thing it's not coming up with nothing but a lot of it looks like it's cold medicine Diefenbaker and Mencken. It's got the uh, it's it's got the revolutionary leadership of uh, Canadian Prime Minister Riley Diefenbaker, but the uh, the uh, wisdom of H. L. Mencken. Nerd. <laughs> don't insult my knowledge of Canadian history. I have to because I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I don't. Well, you you know, I'm just filling the air while you try and figure out what DNM cola means. Fair. Okay. So Mr. Leonard says that he saw and loved Tool Time. Yes. Uh, in a a rare turn, usually someone has a joke at Tool Time's expense or Tim's expense on Tool Time, but he actually uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. He said something like, "I." He's he, proud of. Him. Yeah, he's proud of him. But then he also says, "I can't believe someone put your dumb face on TV or something <laughs> like that." Yeah, but it was more of a like an endearment thing. It wasn't like, "Oh, you fucked up." You know the project or whatever. Yeah, uh, true, true. This is not he does, and also he doesn't compliment Al. This seems to be one of the few people who doesn't like Al. <laughs> um, yeah, him and Mister Binford. Yeah, maybe there's something interesting about like uh, gritty old tool men. Yeah, that's ba- it's basically the the gritty old tool men are like the Jedi of this show. They're this rare <laughs> breed who all kind of have the same uh, same opinions on folks like Al. Um, but, but this is where it's revealed that uh, that. Um, Mr. Leonard is retiring. Yes. He's being forced into retirement, I should yes. say. Yes. After 30 years on the job, he's uh, getting forced out in favor of some new young buck. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes out o- o- around the dinner table. Like, Mr. Leonard has been telling a series of stories <clears throat> about young Tim fucking things up in shop class, concluding with a story about a time in, in class. Ah, and as we finished, 
building the table, somehow Tim managed to glue a piece of it to his head. <laughs> and, and everyone around the table looks at Tim, and Tim just goes, amazing that that was the last time that ever happened. <laughs> uh, that was that was the shining moment in this that, episode for me. That was very good. The, the gluing a, <laughs> a, a, a table to your head callback always yeah. is great. It was, that's, I feel like a, a, a go-to sort of moment for Tim um, as a performer, Tim Allen. Like, he, he's really good at that, like, Please, are you be in on this with me? Don't embarrass me further. You know, I'm looking at you under my breath. Yeah. Sort of look. How do you look at someone under your breath? Landon? <laughs> I don't know, but that's the way that I feel best describes it. It, it is not sanitary <laughs> to put your eyes in your mouth like that, and it's probably bad to blow across them with your breath. Uh, so, uh, so any, but yes, it comes out that he is retiring. Yeah. Tim can't believe that oh, this guy. You're a legend, and they're getting ready. I can't believe yeah. it. Tim's solution to every problem. <laughs> Uh, is to put a person on his show. <laughs> Come on, Tool Time. Yeah. We'll do a salute to shop teachers. Well, we're, we're skipping over a number of important things here. Oh, well, uh, where um, they send the kids off to bed to do their... Or not to bed. Oh, to, yes. to do their homework. Uh, Brad has to go practice his sax. And goes, do yeah. I have to? Gee whiz, ma. Do I gotta? <laughs> um, and this is where uh, uh, Mr. Leonard steps in. He's like, yeah. you know, you, you have to. Practice makes perfect. Have you ever heard of Charlie Parker? Uh, and they go through this whole whole thingy mabob. About uh, how Charlie Parker practiced 16 hours a day, and that's how he became the best saxophone player <laughs> that's ever. That's how he became Davy Crockett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Brad doesn't know who Charlie Parker or Fess Parker is. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, but it, for some reason this inspires him to go do it. And... Yeah, just one dude who you've just met telling you, hey, <laughs> hey, kid, with the entire world at your fingertips yeah. and zombie sneak attack waiting for you on the computer upstairs, why don't you spend 16 hours a day practicing this instrument you don't like so you yeah. can be good at it? Uh, but then he uses a very unfortunate turn of phrase. Uh, get up there and go toot your horn. Yeah. <laughs> well, not something you want to say to a 13 year old. <laughs> look, whether you say that to a 13 year old or not, he's going to go do it. That's, that's the real thing. I, I think it is meaningless. It is a drop in the ocean. You telling them to do it. Well, the computer is in Randy's room now. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. But also it takes so long to download anything. He's probably had that's the same right, yeah. image downloading for about a week. He's been eagerly waiting to toot his horn. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Um, Anyway, so uh, he goes up to go practice his saxophone. Jill runs off with him. Anyway, it, it leaves it with just Tim and uh, uh, Mr. Leonard to talk yeah. here. And uh, this is where he um, – we learn – oh, actually, no, Jill's still here. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, that's the next scene that but, she leaves. But yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he, he's giving the information about the, his past with Tim, uh, yeah. having him in class and saying, you know, why did you – you know, why did you pass me? What, you know, or Jill's asking what kind of student was he? I can't remember exactly, but he, he tells him about the time that Tim basically set the entire principal's office on fire with something <laughs> yeah. that he made in shop class. The principal and the school board and the PTA and the mayor all wanted Tim to be banned from shop class, kicked yeah. out of school. And this is information Tim never had. Yes. He didn't know it is. But Mr. Leonard vouched for him because he saw potential in Tim that once, once Tim quit screwing around and would actually pay attention and get down to work that he could do amazing things yeah he saw that in him and that's why he would he said that he had so much enthusiasm and was uh saw a lot of potential in that and yeah. uh wanted to you know when you just put your mind to something you you did such great things yeah and so that's why i stuck up for you yeah and jill is very inspired by this she's like oh my god that makes me want to call my my old english teacher my mrs holloway mrs <laughs> um you know the reconnect those things and this is where she leaves to go upstairs yes um 
and Tim and Mr. Leonard start talking about his retirement and how he's kind of frustrated with it. Uh, and Tim gets the idea, hey, you know what? Why don't we have you on Tool Time as a guest star, and we'll make it, you know, a salute to shop class. Yeah. Not a single problem on this earth cannot be solved by an appearance on Tool Time. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to Israel-Palestine Week on Tool Time. We're doing the Tool Man salute to a two-state solution. Um, but yeah, so he invites him on the show, and just like that, we go smashing into Tool Time. Actually, we get a sander transition. Oh, no, a sander transition. No smashing. Trans- it, it's sanded straight I, down. I, the, the transitions now, I have got transition blindness. <laughs> I remember how much they upset me yeah. three seasons ago, and now they just... They just wash over oh, you me. You just blocked it out of your vision. Lost like tears in rain. <laughs> um, so tool time starts. Heidi, uh, good to see her again. Introduces the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim and Al come out and they uh, say that hey, you know what? This is the salute to Shop Week, and as such, we are having Tim's old high school shop teacher on. Yeah, and promptly, Mister Leonard comes on out, and they uh, they welcome him al says it's nice to have somebody on here who knows the trials and tribulations of working with tim well we can start our own 12-step program adult survivors of tim taylor oh my god i love this because al is really laying into him and tim when he's in the presence of someone he respects he doesn't want to do his normal shit yeah so he is not tagging al back and i loved that al is able to get one leg up on him here. well, well but the, but tim does say well you know i got a program i want to start called i'll be gone and <laughs> Then and then Mr. Leonard just goes like, "You two boys need to go over the first rule of shop class again." And there's just this silence. We both go, "Sorry, Mr. Leonard." <laughs> which is like, I really like seeing them both reduced to teenagers again. Yeah, uh, which yeah happens a couple times in this scene. Um, but they have a big surprise for Mr. Leonard. Yep. Tim has asked some of his old high school students to come and be guests on uh, this project that they're going to do. And all these all these dudes troop out onto the stage to a really weird cover of the grunt work theme. It is so, <laughs> so weird. It's like a fife and drum. I don't even know what it is, but it's this weird, it's this weird it's rendition. The, it's the world vision, uh, version of it. Oh, yeah, it's like what you'd hear at Epcot or something. It's the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the I Celtic mean, was, version. World music was so popular uh, in the early late 80s, early 90s. Uh, oh, I've listened to my parents' record collection. I know how popular <laughs> world music was. Oh, my goodness. Um, but let's go into a little... Character after corner. Is that world music? Uh, <laughs> brought to you by... You know what? I'm going to give one to Spencer Thomas Kimball because I'm not entirely confident that I gave him one last month. Okay. I gave him great. one last week. But I think I skipped over him in the month of February. We need we need to do better bookkeeping now. So this. we're we're yes exactly. I we're, this is still new to us. This yeah, is just the season. It's all new. So bear with me, Spencer. You get a second character actor corner in a row. Oh man, um, he's gonna be so excited when the when the grunt work prize patrol <laughs> finds him at work and hands him the second big check. But because of that. Uh, I'm going to combine both of these character actors into one corner. Okay, that's good. All, all of this is good. All of, <laughs> all of this, all of this uh, background housekeeping is good. Yeah, so anyway, we get um, two guys coming out. Their character names are um, 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 Murray, no, Frankie and Larry. Yeah. Uh, one of them is played by an actor named Murray Rubenstein. Okay, good solid name. Maybe you can set your watch to. <laughs> what just happened there? Uh, he... Is on things such as the X Files. Oh, okay. He was on Jag. Oh. Um, I I just got really distracted because there's this one of his biggest credits came from 2006 called 18 Fingers of Death. Whoa, that uh, sounds. That's a lot of 
that's an odd number of fingers. <laughs> that's like that's like two hands and then and then a bunch and then like most of another like that's just a weird amount of you guys know how many fingers are yeah. on hands. You know why it's a weird number. Uh okay. It's apparently a mockumentary in the vein of Spinal Tap about huh. martial arts. Okay. Uh anyway, let's play a meta game. Yes. Was he on Frasier? Oh, was he on Frasier? Oh shit. Well, I mean, I can't I I don't know. My Frasier do- I, actually, I'm going to say yes, he was on Frasier. Ooh, you were right. I, you know what? Okay, okay. That feels good. Wait, what season of Frasier was he on? Uh, season one. What episode? Death Becomes Him. Uh, okay, well, look. We, 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 <laughs> save, save it for the supplemental <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to say, also, I'm going to go Was on, he on ER? Because he was on X-Files and JAG, mm-hmm. I have. I believe there is a high likelihood that he was on ER. That he was. You're that saying he was yes. on ER. No, he was not on ER. Oh no! Your your oh god, my combo breaker. Oh fucking hell, man! Uh, I'm gonna flip the table over and no, don't because it's gonna go into my face. Uh, well, I know that hey, you should have let me win. Let the Wookiee win. Okay, uh, let, let me redeem myself with the second character actor. Okay, character actor number two is Michael Kaufman. Yeah, uh, he seems to be in a lot of political stuff for some reason. Uh, Bullworth, he played okay. uh, reporter number one. Oh yeah, Nixon, he played fan number three. Um, <laughs> He's into political stuff and numerical stuff. <laughs> uh, that's, that seems to be true. The he, home court, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, but he also played man number three. Well, I mean, he's he's good. He's good. He, he, like he he brings so much gravitas to the role of man number three. L.A. Law. Oh, um, Murphy Brown. Yes to ER. Yes to ER. You're saying yes to ER. Again, based on those, like mm-hmm. I know that I used that same criteria to make my judgment last time, but maybe reconsider your your criteria. Shit, really? <laughs> Two wrenches in a row. Uh God, man. Well, you know... You know, this means we're going into the next episode, and you have uh, zero days without incident. I know, okay, I know. <laughs> we, we have to we have to put up the, the OSHA placard. It's been zero days since an on-site <laughs> ER-related uh, casting mishap. Okay, well, that that's tough. You can't win them all. No. It was going to happen eventually. Honestly, I'm glad I got them out of the way now. Look, <laughs> if the game's not fun if I'm just completely dominating at it all the time. No. That's not how I play video games, but yeah, to each their oh, own. Oh, well, la-di-da, man, la-di-da. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I set that thing on very easy. Yes. I put in all the cheat codes. I don't put it on video games just to uh, defeat the world, not to be challenged by anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> anyway, that was Character After Corner. We come back. Also, Jim Laboria as Benny, who oh, we've yes. seen a number old, of times. Good old Benny. And Benny is actually, he's really funny in this scene. Yeah, yeah, I like he, him. Because he immediately resorts back to being in high school again. He's paying Al. He's like, here's 20 bucks. Will you uh, do my birdhouse for me? Yeah, because they, they come in and, and they're talking to uh, they're talking to Mr. Leonard. And he talks to the first guy. It's like, oh, yeah, you had the you know, you had the shakiest, uh, shakiest hands. You were terrible. What do you do now? I'm a brain surgeon or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he talks, when he talks to Benny, he says something like, oh, man, you're the guy who almost made me quit teaching. You were so bad. Uh, oh, and you still owe me a birdhouse. <laughs> and, and Benny's like, oh, can I get it for you Tuesday? And he says, yeah, sure. And then he goes over to Al and pays yeah. him to build a birdhouse. Um, and also, he just tucks a $20 bill into Al's pocket and says, can you build me a birdhouse? He doesn't wait for confirmation from Al. He doesn't wait to pay yeah. him when the birdhouse is completed. And he was saying in an earlier episode, he can't invest in Harry's Harbor because he doesn't <laughs> have any money. Maybe this is why, dude. Maybe this is Maybe. why. But Maybe you know what? You could save a lot of money. You could save a lot of money by building your own fucking birdhouse, for one. Also, if you're going to hire a contractor to build your birdhouse, pay half up front, half on completion. 
That's Simple true. stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's continue with the episode. I'm sorry. This has been Truman's, I guess, investment <laughs> smart money corner. But if I was Al, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give him that $20 back. I mean, if I own 20% of Harry's hardware and he's always uh, mooching off my coffee and free donuts, like, I'm going to pocket that $20. And yeah. And go, well, you know what? Your birdhouse uh, flew the coop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they get uh, so they get down to work uh, as Mr. Went- Leonard is like, God, do you guys talk all the time. Do you ever get to the projects? Sorry, Mr. Uh, Leonard. <laughs> so they they get to the project of building the the birdhouse, and the first step is to make a cut in uh, uh, some thickness of sheet metal. They're not making birdhouses; they're making toolboxes, like the shitty toolbox that Tim made in shop class in the seventies. Well, then why is Benny concerned about making a birdhouse? Because he owes him a birdhouse. Oh. From back in the day. Landon, I'll ask again, do you watch the show? Now, let me tell you about the calendar in the back of this. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) they're making making toolboxes. Yeah. And the first step is to make a couple of cuts in the tin that is going to be used as the base, and you fold it Uh, up, whatever. Aluminum. Aluminum. Just kidding. No, but you're right. Aluminum is tin's monster. (laughs) They, uh, so, uh, Mr. Leonard takes the shears, or the cutting unit. Pencils, yeah, whatever they call them. The, the, yeah, the uh, the snips, the the tin the tin snips is what they're called. <laughs> the, the tin snips, uh, and he puts them to the sheet, and he can't squeeze the uh, squeeze them hard enough to make the cut. Yeah, um, and Tim, seeing that this is you know a they're burning airtime. Uh, Which a... Tim is very concerned about. <laughs> God forbid we should have some dead air on tool time. <laughs> and. Uh, and you know, I think mostly just not wanting to uh, wanting his uh, shop teacher, his hero, to be embarrassed. He says, "You know, hey, let me let me cut that for. Oh, you're, the students should be cutting it anyway." He's making all these excuses for Mr. Leonard to not have to cut and embarrass himself on air because his arthritis is preventing him from cutting. And Mr. Leonard, instead of taking it in stride, goes like, "No, no, no, don't, no, you, don't you take that tool away from me? How dare you do that?" Well, he doesn't say "How dare you." That's a very that's a very kind of... He slaps him across the face yeah. with a dueling glove. <laughs> I, I, you, you have offended my honor, sir. <laughs> I have got the vapors now. Um, but he, uh, you know, he, he refuses. He is very upset and insulted yeah. by Tim talking back to him. He basically treats <clears throat> Tim and all the guys like they're students again. Yeah. Tim uh, cuts to commercial and then on set tries to apologize to Mr. Leonard. And Mr. Leonard just yells at him and storms off the set. Storms off. And there's this weird moment of silence where everyone's just like, oh, God, what just happened? And, I mean, it's real silent. And we forget that there's an entire audience watching them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like Tim, you know, Tim saves face in front of, like, I don't know, I guess the six people who watch this show live, because <laughs> I guess today it's a live show again. Yeah. But then, then you know, there's this moment of silence, and Tim is crestfallen, everyone's sad, everyone's like, what's next? What, uh, what's going on? Yeah. And, uh... Then... You know what, I think I actually heard a pin drop. Yeah. Yeah, but it was actually the grunt creep trying to jump from one thing to another. <laughs> his legs are made of joints coming out. Yeah. Pops out. And Oil can! <laughs> uh, uh, more like uh, a glue can, probably put it back on not a funny bit benny then says to al oh do you think this means i'm i'm off the hook for my birdhouse and which was kind of a funny no it was it was a funny bit it was yeah. a funny bit does he ask for the 20 bucks back now that he's canceled the job <laughs> i'm no. gonna stop you before you go back into your rant uh, <sighs> <laughs> this takes us uh back home where jill is on the phone with her old teacher mrs holloway yes and it is not going well <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, because apparently Mrs. Holloway only wants to reminisce about her favorite student, Robin. Oh, Robin. But uh, this is where Tim comes home, and he's like, oh, man, tool time didn't go well. And and Jill saw it and starts yeah. immediately reminiscing with him about it. Yeah, and he's like, I broke the golden rule of men. You don't offer help unless they ask for it. And Jill thinks this is crazy go nuts. Because it is. And it is. And she says, <laughs> if you saw a man trapped under a boulder, you wouldn't move it off him. And Tim goes, if I did, he'd feel like half a man. And Jill says, if you didn't, he would be half a man. And I want to point out something here that I... I think is something they've been striving for for three seasons and finally have honed it enough to yes. make it work yes which is jill says and you think women are irrational yeah and tim goes yeah what does that have to do with this yeah. where it's like finally i understand the joke of what you're trying to make fun of here yeah what, like jill is actually getting some real shots in for women and yeah. for men who don't understand the shit tim is talking about and tim is like tim with the way he responds to that is showing like like showing yeah this is openly stupid like it, it's like the show is now it's like yes the, it's, the it's lampooning the, the character itself and yeah. that's what it's needed you know yeah it's not setting tim up as like tim is this arbiter of right who goes a little too far sometimes yeah it's like this is a dumb uh construct that men have created yes exactly exactly yeah. so i was happy to see that come yeah to fruition i i lift a glass to that <laughs> um but yeah like i've never felt like have you ever felt like you can't offer help to a man unless he asks yeah uh, but they're, they've all been kind of older men of the, you know, patriarchy, uh, not the patriarchy, but you know, like the, the, just the older generations are just like, the, they're, I felt that way with my dad growing up a lot, yeah. you know, not that my, as I said on the show before, like not, not that he's a slave driver, but is that okay to say now? Slave I, well, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that, I, I don't think it's just, look, there's a lot of worse uh, colloquial <laughs> phrases about slavery you could be using. So I'm going to go okay. ahead and say okay. Okay, well, I'm going to redact that anyway and just no, say no, it's no, not no. that he was so hard nosed about that sort of stuff, but uh, there was just kind of you know I think he got overly tense and stressed when he's trying to fix something and I'm trying to offer help and yeah, like it's just like no, it's just easier to do on my own or you know whatever. I, I think that was very common of people of older generations than us. Yeah. Um, so that that doesn't surprise me. And Tim seems to be paying lip service almost constantly to older generation, the greatest generation, you know, that sort of stuff. So it doesn't make sense. Or, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that uh, he he's kind of taken on this uh, idea of this philosophy of not helping unless it's asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Or not even offering the help unless yeah. it's asked for. So, yeah. But anyway, Tim and Jill go back and forth about this. And Jill, Jill does not get it. So Tim goes outside to uh to talk well to... first mrs oh. holloway calls back oh right yes mrs holloway calls back tim picks up and says oh yeah yeah jill's jill's right here jill it's mrs holloway for you or whatever and she goes oh thank god she called back she finally yeah. saw through yeah. her ways and wants to actually get through and reminisce and yeah. she's like oh no she just wants uh, robin's number and jill just drops the receiver on the ground a literal mic drop a figurative <laughs> mic drop in fact uh i wonder if that's a telephone repair man from season two is gonna have to come back and have sex with her <laughs> i mean he's not gonna do anything to the phone it's just he's just gonna have sex with her and that'll fix it somehow uh we go to our wilson scene where wilson is uh displaying his his uh outdoorsy woodman muscly sinewy easy landon you get a little hot and bothered for old wilson here <laughs> He's yeah. chopping wood. Yeah, he's he's chopping wood. Wilson's got wood, and he's chopping. It. If I'm being perfectly honest, seeing Wilson chop wood made me just think of Captain America chopping wood in 
in Infinity War or uh, whatever the Avenger movie he it, was that he was doing that in. It, it made me uh, it made me think of Arnold Schwarzenegger carrying entire tree trunk logs around on his shoulders, shirtless, at the beginning of Commando. But truthfully, that's what I see every time I close my Look, eyes. Man, I'm just saying, you know, sexuality isn't binary. There's a spectrum. We all have percentages, and yeah, you know, Captain I, I, America chopping wood. Yeah, I'm not gonna, whatever. Look, we're just passengers <laughs> on a raft afloat in a sea of pleasure, and uh, whatever we take that pleasure from is fine. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying that Wilson is at the same percentage that Chris Evans chopping wood in Avengers is, but I'm saying you know, he's not zero percent. And I'm gonna say that if you can't see the bottom half of Chris Evans' face, how would you know it wasn't Wilson? Hey, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so he's chopping wood. And at one point in this conversation, we get a great shot of him holding the axe up to block his face. A, a shot of, of a, a Wilson face block shot so good that, that Landon made a noise, just like, ugh, oh, when it happened. <laughs> Unless it was just you thinking about Chris Evans some more. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I tell no lies. But Tim, Tim goes right out in the backyard, and he just cuts right to the chase and says, Hey, Wilson, I got a question for you. If a boulder fell on you, would you ask me for help? And Wilson responds, depends. Are you the reason the boulder fell on me? And then Tim says, I'm like, well, okay, so, so let's say that it is. Yeah. Would you be too proud for to, to like get help from me? Would that make you feel like less of a man? And Wilson says, well, I guess it depends on where the boulder hit me. <laughs> and, yeah, they go into this. Like, Wilson is especially yeah. funny in this conversation. Yeah, I could not take down all the funny things it's, that he said. It's a good exchange. I got distracted by something. No surprise. It's not something in the background, but it is it's psychological, so I feel with Jill being in psychology and Wilson being the person he is that it's somewhat relevant. Okay. Do you have any thoughts or opinions on Carl Jung's theory of synchronicity? Uh, you know, I have a lot of opinions on the police's album synchronicity. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that Carl Jung played with the police. His his solo <laughs> career did not take off as much as Sting's did. <laughs> Uh, it's true. It's true. But, uh, there, there are times where I question this, you know, I'm not a very spiritual person. I don't f believe in a lot of universal, you know, stuff, the yeah, secret, yeah. That, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But there are times when, you know, maybe it's that, like, that, what's that theory of, like, uh, I'm gonna get a a blue Ford Focus, therefore I'm only going to see blue Ford Focuses on the car uh, oh, road. Yeah, when you're playing Grand Theft Auto and you hijack, <laughs> when you hijack like a certain type of car, you then only see that type yes. of car on the road around you. There's it's a glitch that they haven't been able to knock out in any of the games. I mean, they've reduced it some once they jumped to the HD era on the PlayStation 3 and 4. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's called the Grand Theft Auto theory. There's a term for it. I don't remember what the actual term is. The, the, the Grand Theft Auto theory. Okay, the, the Rockstar theory. The GTA theory. Yeah. Um, GTA theory not as good as GTA three. <laughs> there is. There was a moment today where before we were recording, you used the word Gestalt did with I? me. You did. And I'm like, God dang! When you said it to me, I'm like, I haven't heard that word in forever. I'm not in just normal language. Or conversation. Um, and then Wilson used it in this episode. And I'm like, that is so fucking weird. Like, it's it's one of those things of... <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm holding a book up over my face. Do I look like Wilson? I mean, the listeners can see you. Oh. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, 
I, I that was such a long divergent for for. I just I'm just trying to remember but... when I said Gestalt under what's I mean was it just in the... I mean it was very nonchalant when you said it. Well, but... was it was it, was I burrowing a burrito into my face at that? Point? <laughs> no, it because was earlier honestly, than that. Honestly, my my synapses start firing once I get that kimchi. <laughs> Trust in me. me, I've seen your eyes go shark black when you look at a burrito. I, mean, <laughs> I know that now is not the time to say something that's going to resonate with him. It's it's <laughs> it's like in it's like in the original X Men movies when Storm's eyes just go white when she's summoning the the greater otherworldly. <laughs> Forces to exactly. like uh, make the Statue of Liberty get struck by lightning. Uh, anyway, I, I mean, so they're they're talking. They they talk mm-hmm. about like Wilson invokes the Gestalt to like talk about. Uh, I don't know. They're they're calling in the fact that he he humiliated or I don't know. Mister Leonard felt humiliated because he like his idea of what masculinity is and his idea of his identity mm-hmm. comes from his ability to use tools and be a tool man. Yeah. And, you know, Wilson helps him to realize, like helps him to realize, Oh, if I didn't have that. Yeah. What, what happens be? when, you know, you are not, you can no longer be Tim, the tool man. Yeah. How would you feel about just being Tim, the man? And Tim goes, Oh, 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 oh pretty bad. Oh, 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 <laughs> and, uh, and Wilson explains the concept of the gestalt the uh well like well have you ever thought about looking at a man's gestalt and tim says well that's the way you get a black eye in the locker room <laughs> which is funny i like yeah. it uh but the the idea that that uh a person's identity is the sum of many parts yeah and that uh, you should you know you're not just a tool man you're a husband you're a father you're a friend and you should focus you know, think less about yourself as tim the tool man and more as tim the man right and likewise uh, you know, approach your teacher not as just uh, you know somebody who taught you about tools, but someone who taught you yeah. and who to be, how to be who you are. Not Mister Ye Old Shop Teacher, but Mister Art Leonard. Yes, Mister Ye Old Shop Man. <laughs> uh, Mister <laughs> Different Yeezy. than the Ye Old Man Shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's downtown in the red light district. It's open twenty four hours, and uh, uh, don't keep the receipt because if your wife finds it, she's gonna have some questions about why you were buying a strap on dildo. Ooh. I went all the way. You did. I went all the way. <laughs> you know I, I, there was subtlety to that joke, and I murdered it. <laughs> well, you know what? It's uh, it's only it's just it's keep it's, going. It's still, you, you can make it, Landon. You can bring a joke home. Come on, come on. We get a cutter transition. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's a forgettable episode. The the scissor, the metal cutting tool transition into uh, Mr. Leonard's uh, personal home shop. I'm assuming. Yes, it's back like his in, garage in in Ohio. Tim in Toledo. Yes. Yeah. Tim Tim ends the conversation with Wilson by saying, you know, like just deciding I'm going to go drive over there and and yeah. talk to him. When and driving to Toledo is an hour and a half away. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very far at all. Yeah. In fact, I went to. Uh, when I was in college, a lot of people lived in Toledo because it was a very short drive to our campus. So, would, would you say that Toledo is a holy place? I don't get it. Holy Toledo. I, I like. I don't know what's worse that I made the joke or that I had to explain the joke. I, I mean, it's it's like we hit like I feel like we hit a new low and then we went lower almost immediately. We hit rock bottom and then we pulled out a jackhammer like we were waiting with it. Oh man! I like to give my Lowe's more power. Everyone, ev- well, yeah, you can get things with more power at Lowe's. I sold another sponsorship, guys. Everyone, everyone, delete this episode now. Just ride the thirty-second skip button all the way to the end. Drag it to the delete can. Listen, on your podcast. you know what? It's in the middle of our entire series. This is the low point. It only can go up from here, or it can, only, or we're jumping the shark, and it can only go down. But again, things aren't binary. They loop back around. There is a point at which it gets so bad that it's good. The ER game is binary. So, 
he goes to Mr. Leonard's garage, yeah. uh, lets himself in, and they have a little heart-to-heart. They do, or an art-to-art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, art is suffering from aging. Yes. <laughs> well, technically, we're all suffering from aging, Landon. Yeah, but he's really feeling the effects of it. And yeah. He's... he's he's of the aging persuasion. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, a little embarrassed about what happened on Tool Time. And yeah, he's he, like... he is embarrassed about how he acted, not just about Tim stepping in. Exactly, exactly. And uh, Tim starts to kind of um, apologize for how he acted and saying, you know, I shouldn't have stepped in and asked you for uh, if you need... Or, uh, offered the help without you telling me, blah, blah, blah. But it's not anything to be embarrassed about. That's the end of the episode. Goodbye, that's, guys. That's it. that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> I, it's difficult for me because the, literally the last word that I wrote in my notes was just, just alt. Okay. Uh, well, do no, you want... I rem- no, I remember, the, I remember like, this, the gist of the conversation is Tim tells Mr. Leonard how much of an effect his teaching had on yeah. him, how much of an impact it made. Like the fact that when he called all those guys from the class to be on the show, they all were lined enough to come in and do it. Like he's touched so many lives. He's yeah. helped so many people. He's made him who he is. And it, you know, this kind of revitalizes uh, Mr. Leonard enough that he starts, he and Tim, like he basically starts coaching Tim through making that, uh, that toolbox like they were going to do on the air. And coaching Tim on how to make the cuts in the uh, tin properly yeah. to uh, to do it, and it's it's and you know that it's a heartfelt moment because the camera's pulling up and we get the kind of acoustic guitar <laughs> doing like jinga jinga ding I like it. Thank you. You're not the only one who can do mouth music. <laughs> it's both of us. Um, all right, I'm going to tap you to do percussion for the next theme song. Then okay. Um, well, we don't have any themes to go into right now. Oh. <laughs> Next time. I was all ready, man. I was like the, was like the guy from Rush. <laughs> um, okay, some notes that – some stray notes that I have here. Yeah. Um, if a boulder falls on you, society likes to pour gasalt on your hands. Yes. On your wounds. Yes, that is, that is, him, that is him mangling Wilson's wisdom. <laughs> uh, Mahatma Gandhi – yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah, he's ta- he's talking to he's one of the examples that he gives of of the way that uh, Mr. Leonard has touched lives is yeah. how now uh, Mark no Brad uh, <laughs> oh I was doing so well you were uh, uh, right man this jar is getting filled up with dollar bills here <sighs> Brad will not let it will not stop playing a saxophone now yeah. and uh, Mr. Leonard reveals that 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 anecdote about practicing 16 hours a day is a lie that has also yeah. been attributed to a bunch of other these attributed to a bunch of other people including gandhi yeah who tim knows who gandhi is yeah. which does not seem likely uh and you know to to kind of uh, fill out what you had said earlier tim brings the old uh toolbox that he made in high school the the mangled one the one that looks like it was directed by fw murnau uh it sets it on Classic, the table <laughs> Classic. People, people are cracking up. It's a set-used prop from Metropolis. Hey, okay, actually, that I do get. That I do get. Um, it's it's an exhibit at MoMA. <laughs> it does kind of look like a it, modern art piece. Like, if it was huge and in the middle of, like, a pedestrian plaza <laughs> in Pershing Square or something, it would look yeah. perfectly at home. Um but he says it on there, and then he's like, "Could you tell me what I did wrong with this?" And you know, then he starts. <laughs> we have fucked it up, Tim. Obviously, <laughs> it's weird. He just threw. I mean, I guess they let old people swear whenever they want to because they, they are in the right. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Uh, but no, he does. He he doesn't like. Ah, oh, he just eyeballed it. You didn't measure anything. Yeah. My my 
old man voice is basically just my John Mahoney voice. Like, it's a damn good John Mahoney impression and a shitty impression of every everybody else. <laughs> uh, did you take shopping in school? Uh, in sixth grade, there was a shop-esque kind of class mm-hmm. that I took. I bet I was not good at. Uh, <laughs> big surprise. Yeah. People, the, the, the shocker of the entire podcast. Uh, so I took that in, in middle school, like one term in sixth grade. But then it was like there was some sort of shop and, and uh, mechanical arts class at my high school. But it was it was an elective that you did not necessarily have to take. And I did not take it. I'm having a flashback while we're speaking right now. An acid flashback? What the fuck happened? Maybe I I might have a blocked memory here. Uh oh, this is weird. I might have to break this open in therapy. But... Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's. Well, here. Let me let me hypnotize. You. Let me get a watch out. I remember being in shop class, but I never took shop. Really? And I'm wondering because I know that there was like a, a a leeway period of like within a week of taking an elective, you could switch to another class. Landon, did you not wear a piece of safety equipment and give yourself some kind of traumatic brain injury so you can only... Is that how I lost this arm? Well, I, were you storing your <laughs> memories in your arm? <laughs> or, oh, did, I, or did you kill someone? Are you some sort of Manchurian candidate? Maybe, yeah. yeah. You just have this I was on assignment uh, during that, that period. Yeah, yeah, you got homecoming. <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I can, I have a a very vivid memory of being in shop class, but I know I I never took it. And I I definitely, I was in like metal arts class for a long time. Uh, but that was, that was heavy metal. That was, that was like you, that was you jamming out on your leg while uh, music played. Actually, that was me going to get bagels for the class because I was a teacher's assistant and never did anything in class but go to the store. I was a library assistant. That was like, I, I, like assisting a teacher would have been too much work, so instead I just sat you in the library. Books. Yeah, I put books on a cart and uh, sometimes looked at people's library cards. And the books are just going. He assists me. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, we go to our stinger, uh, which is back home. Jill is studying while Brad is playing the saxophone. And she cannot focus while this racket is going on. He's playing when the Saints come marching in. Um, and she gets up and is like, I'm just going to, you know, I need some peace and quiet. So I'm just going to throw out some uh, temptations for him to, to stop. Yeah. So Brad, you can eat whatever singing you want. singing my girl. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can have all the junk food you want if you stop. You can uh, play video games. You could take the car out. And finally he stops and goes, yeah. Really? And then she goes, like a liar. She goes, no, no, but can you just take a break, honey? And uh, <laughs> he says, okay. And then Tim comes home with yep. his brand spank and new uh, toolbox. Toolbox from the future. It is sh- like the original one is the, the fucked up one is yep. all red. This one is silver and chromed out like a DeLorean. It's, it's sleek. It's right off the set of Things to Come. It was a set use prop from this island Earth. Oh, hey, then now I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's built out of the pieces of Robbie the Robot. Yep. Uh, but he, yeah, he comes up and he sets it down on the table. This is basically recreating the first scene where he yep. pulls out the shitty toolbox. And Jill says, oh my god, that looks amazing. And I'm like, okay, Jill. Never, no, no one's ever been that impressed by a toolbox. Yeah, but she's showing support for Tim. And I, I mean, I respect that. respect it. I mean, it's like, I, I appreciate A for effort on yeah. pretending to be interested, Jill. <laughs> uh, and then he shows another thing that he made. Yep. Which is an indoor toilet paper dispenser. As opposed to an outdoor toilet paper dispenser? The one that he used. Oh, the, the cannon. cannon. Yeah, yeah, the gun yeah. That he, Okay, gotcha. And this one, um, it looks like a normal one, but he tells Jill to clap. Yep. And it rolls uh, down a bunch of toilet paper. 
a huge amount, a wasteful amount. A wasteful amount of toilet paper. I mean, paper. You, you have taken a dump if you need but that much toilet paper. she was very excited about it working that she started giving him a second round of applause and then it spun back up. So apparently that's all you have to do if you like go, oh shit, it gave me too much toilet paper. Uh, yeah, it's much easier than just pulling the amount of paper you need off of the thing. <laughs> and I couldn't get my head out of the place of being in a household where that exists and just standing in the living room while someone's in the bathroom just clapping a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems like a weird thing. I can't get my head out of the place of if you're going to install a bunch of hydraulic motors and a clapper in your toilet paper dispenser, why not just go the whole way and install something that actually exists, a bidet, next to your <laughs> toilet and eliminate the toilet paper concern altogether. I'm sorry, guys, that's a little bit that's a little bit nasty, but it's a forgettable it's not- episode. <laughs> It's to take the nasty away. Yeah, the, true. The bidet. When when you when you've dropped some spices, you've yeah. got the you've got the bidet there. To... Uh, and here's a little um, uh, free commercial for bidets. Bidets. It takes the nasty away. <laughs> bidet. How are you? <laughs> bidet. Uh, I'm crapping here. We get our outtakes, which is another uh, thing with the toilet paper. It's roll. not even really an outtake. It's just it. It's the same scene we just saw. But it's just like, hey, you know, they need to see a longer cut ah. of the thing rolling down and rolling up, and then and then Patricia Richardson and Tim Allen laughing at it. Per 2003 DVD uh, special features, that would be called an extended take. Oh yes, okay, okay. <laughs> well then, well then, good. Thank God that we saw it. Thank God we got the rest of the story. <laughs> um, and that's our episode. Uh, Wind Dancer, Buena Vista, Touchstone. Um. Let's go before we... Do you have anything in the episode you want to go over? No. Okay. No, then I do not. Fuck it. I have... Jeez, okay. Well, no, we just, we just covered everything <laughs> and I ran out of notes like three uh, scenes ago. Okay. So we have the... Uh, it's coming in for a landing. The grunt crown. Crown. <laughs> Brandon, after all of that... <laughs> after all... Oh, you fa- you crashed and burned too, man. In editing, can you take out the R I put in there? Yeah, no, I'll just I'll just go in there surgically and and make you make you talk English good. Uh, also, and the, the worst part of you fucking up the name is you you also stepped on my immediate criticism on the level, which is that we have now transitioned from theme songs to just sound effects and not any sound effects but pretty like ominous sound effects <laughs> like that's like you know uh, what does that say about my worldview i don't know I, I yeah plane crashes i guess uh but this is brought to you by john Voorhees. <laughs> thanks john for for bringing us that industrial disaster <laughs> uh john Voorhees can't melt steel beams <laughs> uh we um have our grunt count and i'm assuming you have it but i want to guess what it is yes go for it um okay i was trying to take a mental tally I know you do it on your computer. You you have you new kids with these newfangled bleep, technologies. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> I have counted the number of grunts. I am a falsetto computer robot. Was it eight? Yes. Really? Yeah. No, you nailed it, man. Oh, Smack dab on the nose. Uh, what? <laughs> Which is honestly pretty amazing. I can't I can't get the yes or no right of where these two people on ER. But out of all the numbers available, you nailed eight for the grunt count. Yep, there were eight grunts. There was uh, Tim grunts a bunch with uh, well, he grunts a bunch to uh, Mr. Leonard right before yeah. they go to tool time. Well, it's getting easier because as you mentioned, I even think back in season two, he does them in a certain amount of patterns. Like he has a couple ways of grunting. Yeah. 
and it, so it makes it easier to recognize the clusters. I know that ho, 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 is five, yeah. and I know that the, whatever the other one that I can't think ho, of. Ho, ho. Yeah, that he did with (laughs) Mary Gruntmas. That he did with Wilson. I know that those usually come in threes. Yeah, and I only counted two times that he grunted in the episode. Therefore, I was able to do mental math and somehow come out with the correct answer. Yeah, well, that's that's the real that's the real miracle on this show that that we were able to do math in our heads. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, eight eight grunts, which is more than we've had in a while. Yeah, Uh, eight eight eight. I'm trying to think of. Uh, which grunt count hint I will give this week uh, with eight? Uh, it's a Fellini film minus. Uh, <laughs> I, I've half. done I've done a lot of Fellini already. Actually, <laughs> I've done a lot of Fellini. <laughs> I did so much Fellini last night. I almost OD'd. <laughs> uh, I might go. I might go with a little Jason Lives action. Okay. Uh, or no, that's not Jason Lives. So you're giving no, that's people take, take Manhattan. That's my favorite. You're gonna you're hinting at what the your grin you're you're hinting at what the grunt hint is gonna be. But the, they'll already have had the hint before they listen to this episode. Oh, so. man. Oh, man. You guys. <laughs> you guys. It is just an abundance. My brain is working in a temporal world that you can't understand, man. And yet you can't say the word count properly. Listen. I, I'm I'm listening. Do you hear that? Yeah, I, I hear that. That's <laughs> It's the end of the grunt count. Okay. Great. Good. Well, hey, at least it doesn't sound like a plane crash. Oh, hey. The plane's fine now, I guess. I just played it in reverse. Um, do you have anything else to go over? Oh, you know what? We didn't do this episode. I knew we forgot something. What? Um, I'm going to trust you to, to edit this into the proper spot. Okay. Okay. We have Karn Corner. Oh, Karn Corner. Goes a little something like percussion, please. Karn Corner. You just really outsourced that whole one to me, didn't you? I'm not going to edit this into the proper place. I feel like it only makes sense at this point in our delirium. Okay, what, what have we got? Uh, it's brought to us by Tara Lee. Thank you, Tara. Your your old uh, teacher. Yeah. Well, uh, she wasn't my... I mean, I knew... Her, she. I was never in the drama program. Like, Tara Lee knew... Like, she, Miss Lee knew who I was, and I knew her, but she wasn't my teacher. She was a teacher at my school. You didn't get to know her until after high school. Yeah, when she started sponsoring my podcast. <laughs> uh tara thank you so much for sponsoring this week's karn corner um okay so i expect that you and i will get into this in more depth in the future uh but for those of you who don't know richard karn has had a return to television oh has he ever he is on a tv show called pen 15 yep uh that is on hulu exclusively yeah uh he's only in two episodes but uh he makes a very very strong impact and there is a particular episode. I'm not going to spoil anything. It's a brilliant show. I definitely think everybody should check it out. I will. Um, but he plays the father of one of the girls. And uh, they have a it, – it's about middle schoolers. Uh, it's these two 31-year-old girls playing middle schoolers, and it's a brilliant concept. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so it's like two middle schoolers. Uh, one of them is having the other over for dinner one night, and they're all sitting around the family table. And uh, – her friend starts to scat sing with Richard Karn. And I, I'm <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm not I'm not Did you just drawing like, any correlation. Did you just rise up off the couch like on <laughs> just like rainbows shooting out of a, your eyes and a your little fingers bit. and the tips yes. of your hair, Marianne? 
I felt alternate dimensions with my skin. I like that's how you know galaxy I got with it. Yeah, it's like when you watch Stop Making Sense. It Stop Making Carn. It felt and sounded a lot like our theme songs here. That's all I'm saying. I'm not drawing any correlation. I'm just putting the dots out there. You connect what you want to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, connect for. I, I put this out there and said uh, we'll soon discuss the remarkable return of Richard Carn uh, in Pen Fifteen. However, blah, 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 scat singing, close to our segment songs. He responded to this by yeah. saying, um, one of the girls named Anna, Anna taught me everything I know about <gasps> scat singing. So clearly didn't get it from our show. But maybe he did. He maybe just wants to did. avoid getting sued by our very litigious <laughs> legal department here at Gruntwork Studios. Uh, wow. Well, uh, that's uh, that's great. That's one more reason to watch Pen Fifteen. Both both you and and Milady have been watching it and have been texting me that I need to watch it. And I was like, um, but if I'm not, but like I have all of this Atlanta to watch. Whatever will I do? <laughs> uh, but I should probably watch more than one show at once. Yeah, it's only ten episodes. They're all half hour each. Um, it's it's pretty. It's a quick watch. Fantastic, and it's just it's kind of weird to see. Richard Carn or Al Borland. It's not even Al Borland. I'm not going to pigeonhole him like that. Like he doesn't, he does not give off any Al Borlandness in this. Yeah. I mean, it's Richard Carn. He's a remarkable actor, and it's great to see him in a role that would be kind of thankless in other actors' hands. Just kind of like the parent who's only in two episodes, but he makes it work. He yeah. does such a great job with it, and um, I expect to ask him more questions about that. Uh, in the future, because uh, the the main episode that he's in, I have a lot of questions about. But I'm waiting for you to watch it so that I don't spoil anything for you. Well, then it's as it's my duty as a podcaster. I will get on it. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Anna taught him. Uh, Anna, the actress on the show, taught him how to scat sing. Uh, and again, just like I do every week, to be completely transparent with what he says, he verbatim says, "Anna taught me everything I know." Angel emoji. Oh. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Holy that? crap. If you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official Grunthead over on our Patreon. Yeah, when you contribute to our Patreon, you get access to all kinds of truly amazing, incredible stuff. Most notably, our supplemental podcast, Gruntwork Nights. Oh, which is, are we doing that? We're do- oh, yeah, we're doing that. We're oh, definitely okay. doing that. Uh, I, I don't know if you've, if you've blocked that out like you blocked out your shop class, <laughs> but it's a podcast a lot like this one, except where we talk about anything but home improvement. Maybe you're thinking, you guys don't talk about home improvement that much. <laughs> well, wait until you see how little we talk about home improvement on Grunt Work Nights. Yes. And it usually stays about as funny as this. <laughs> uh, uh, you can get that. You can get a uh, personalized thank you video from oh, the two of us. God, and they are amazing. When we are <laughs> when we're recording those, I'm like, I wish that I could receive one of these from us because they are so heartfelt and fun. Uh, and you, there are varying degrees of being able to sponsor segments on our show. Yes, uh, like you've heard throughout this episode. So if you want your name to be sponsored. Uh, no, we're not gonna. Your name's not gonna be spot. No, we're no, gonna. It's gotta no. be your bull. If you want to change your name to grunt work, <laughs> do it. And you know what? We'll give you Patreon Just like grunt work Pat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's already done it. If you subscribe at the grunt work Pat level, th- then good good shit happens in your life. And moreover, if you get sick of hearing us talk <laughs> about our Patreon all the goddamn time, and you're like, why won't these guys shit? I remember when this podcast was just them talking about home improvement, not talking about Patreon shit and calling out people's names. Maybe maybe catch the wave. Ride the title fun 
uh, <laughs> that house. sounds like a, a commercial for like a '90s uh, fruit snack. It actually catch it, well, the wave. Catch the wave. I think was a a slogan for New Coke briefly, and was also <laughs> used in the Max Headroom broadcast intrusion ex, uh, incident in the uh, 1980s. Oh, really? Yeah, when the guy when the yeah, guy yeah. went to Max Headroom, met, yeah, he yep. he was drinking a Pepsi, but he says catch the wave because it's a Coke. Oh, thing. anarchy. That's, yeah, exactly. Like and then it. shortly thereafter, he's getting uh, spanked on his bare ass with a fly swatter. Yeah. yeah, what a weird thing that was. That is a creepy video that has fascinated me for years. Yeah, likewise. Maybe we should do a Patreon episode about that sometime. About the Max Headroom. I mean, we kind of gave we gave away the whole farm. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's a Wikipedia article that's quite robust. Have you met my brain before? <laughs> It goes to depths that you don't know exist. I, it's truly it does. <laughs> uh, but if you want to become a Patreon member, you can do that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to help others find the show, you can consider leaving us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because when you do, Truman, tell them what they get. You get a totally sweet birdhouse that is going to fall apart in your parents' garage over the course of the next 25 years. With birds in it? Uh, well, it depends if the birds live in your parents' garage. <laughs> it's more likely mouse turds in it. <laughs> or if it's in Michigan, probably bats. Ooh. <laughs> um, and you can do that uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. I already said that. Please stop by to say hi to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, where you can find us at GruntWorkPod. Uh, and you can find information on today's show on our website, which is GruntWorkPodcast.com. I didn't say www oh this time because apparently you don't need to put that in anymore. I'm just living in the 90s, though. Well, okay, that's throwing me off, because I've said that a few times. Are you going off of my advice, or have you learned something new? No, I'm, I'm going off of, like, your advice, and, and Kirstie has talked about it, too. Well, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Everyone in my life is telling me that it's outmoded to have to say www. I just, like, I'm, from the, I'm a product of my times, okay, that's but fine. I'm trying right. to change. So if you want to reach us, go to http colon backslash backslash www.gruntworkpodcast.com backslash. But you have to put in your AOL 1000 minutes free CD <laughs> into your computer first and wait to log on to the information super toll road. Oh, my God. I'm really disappointed that there wasn't a home improvement reference in Captain Marvel, but uh, that's for another uh, that's for But another there time. is a Hudsucker proxy reference. <laughs> there is. Which makes it the best movie of the year. While you're on our website, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get notified of whenever a new episode is released, as well as get that Dang darn grunt count hint. Thank you, Hank. I said count, not crount. Um, but you just said crount now. <laughs> as well as some trivia. I like giving out trivia and some information on what's going on out there in the interwebs. Um, and until next week when we cover an episode of... Muppet Babies? Home Improvement. God damn it! <laughs> I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And hey, put on your goggles. You're also going to get hurt. Thanks. Thanks. Huh?